four, three. Love Talk Radio. Quarters. Security condition three. Thank you. Security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. Hey, that's no intruder. That's my guests, and they're fabulous. Hi, <laughs> welcome once again to Madame Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you. And dare I say it? Yes, I will. The podcast with more celebrities. Than the inauguration. I am your host, uh, Groove Mistress and Cruise Director and Spiritual Advisor, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jen or Jennifer. That's just fine. And um, I have got so much fun. First of all, let me say uh, my friend, my beloved friend, Kristen Lashley, is here co hosting with me tonight. Kristen, what's up? Hi, everybody. How you doing? You having a good time? Yes, I'm awesome. I was just chatting. Um, with our guests just for a second, and then all of a sudden it was like five seconds until showtime. So I said, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> That's showbiz, honey. And speaking of showbiz, right now I'm doing this part of my broadcast. And by the way, just so you know, first of all, thanks to everybody who keeps listening and making our ratings go up and our numbers are spiking, and, and I really appreciate it. We are still um, – uh, just really appreciative of, of, of everybody that follows and tell their friends about it. We've got so many cool guests coming up. We've had so many cool guests, and tonight is no exception. You know, I'm still kind of coming yeah. off of my uh, Wild Wild West Con high and all the guests from that. But um, if you lose me tonight, folks, I want you to know that Kristen is going to be my co-host, and she may even be closing the show out because I – am in the ladies' room of a holding area for <laughs> actors on the set of um, where a movie's being made, and so I got off just in time to start the show. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this or they're going to come and throw me out once the extras have finished turning in, our, uh, turning in their paperwork. Oh, my God, Fiona's out there somewhere, too. Fiona, my dog, and I were both booked on this. But anyway... Um, <laughs> So, Kristen, I know you're ready. Our guests tonight are two guys that have written a fantastic book, um, and it's their names are uh, Tristan Jemerson, Archie, Hello. Bon Giovanni. Hi. Yay. Hi. Hi. We're here. Yay. Fantastic. Well, listen, tell us about your book because, like I said, I've, I've read it. I love it. It's an it's a funny book. It's an important book too for right now, and um, but also like I said, I'm I'm broadcasting from a ladies' room. Um, so tell us, tell people about your book, guys, and how you came to write it, and uh, and how you came to pursue it from the angle that you did. Yeah. So um, our book is called A Quick and Easy Guide to They Them Pronouns. 
Um, Tristan and I co-wrote it together, and then I did the illustration. For those that don't know, it's a comic book, a little short graphic novel. And it basically kind of spells out um, how non-binary pronouns, specifically they, them pronouns, um, are used. Um, and how to be a good ally to your pals who use uh, data and pronouns. Um, and it's, yeah, do you have anything else to add about? Yeah, about? I mean, it's, it's a very base level on a kind of uh, educational book. Um, as we ended up writing it together, it, it was uh, originally a, a super short zine that we made right when you switched to using yes. they-them pronouns, and then um, we wrote it together with what it was like to switch using they-them pronouns, and then what it was like to um, be someone that uses he-him pronouns, and I didn't know anything about they-them pronouns and what that process was like. Um, that eventually got honed down. Um, we ended up working with uh, Limerence Press, yep. which was really great. Um, I love them. And this, that kind of created this. The, the yeah. yeah, we really... Um, the, for those that don't know what a zine is, I'm sure most folks do, but a zine is basically like something that you can photocopy, or sorry, photocopy, staple, and like give to folks that's really cheap to make and really accessible. So when um, our editor at Limerick Press wanted to make this into like a longer book, there was definitely like more information we could add, but it was really important to us that it would remain affordable. It's like eight bucks. Um, and that it is not an academic text, that it's very friendly and approachable um, and full of, like, little tips and tricks and, like, hopefully some goofy jokes um, and, like, something that you can really leave at, like, your workplace, you know, in the break room or give to a parent, uh, or give to, like, a friend who's having a hard time understanding pronouns and it doesn't feel like you're breaking the bank to, like, share that information. Yeah, I think that when you said approachable, that's – and you made it approachable and you made it fun. So for people who are um, unsure, you know, what to do, they go, I don't want to do the right thing. I don't want to offend people I like. Well, I don't want to offend people I don't like, really. But I don't want to offend people that I like. And so what do I do? When do I do it? But you, you took it down to a level where it was fun. Right, Kristen? Oh, yeah. Adorable. They're so cute. Yeah, I think sometimes um, I think sometimes it's really hard learning something new, uh, especially when it comes to, like, if you're not familiar with, like, not folks who are non-binary or a loved one of yours who you've known a certain way, you know, uh, for a long time switches identities or has come out to you, it can be kind of like scary and um, overwhelming and that uh, there might be like a little bit of resistance to change. So putting it into like a comic book, um, kind of like bring yeah. up the information, <laughs> kind of like help approach it a different way than like maybe a blog post would or or like a very serious article might you know what's so yeah. funny about that when you put it that way is that I remember a few years ago at Book Expo America, uh, John Lewis was there promoting his newest book, the March. Uh, Congressman John Lewis 
and and when um he was talked to his um assistants, um Andrew Aiden is one of them. And um Andrew well actually Andrew had told us in a different situation later um, at another event for John Lewis that I attended. And Andrew said, you know, he kept talking about how do we reach young people with a story. And I'm I'm guessing you know who uh, John Lewis is, uh, congressman yeah. from Georgia, uh, important, very important civil rights activist, and uh, just a, a magnificent man. Well, he said, you know, John was going, how do we reach younger people with a story? And so Andrew and um, another guy on staff kept saying, uh, Congressman Lewis, why don't we go with a graphic novel? You know, John Lewis going, you want me to put my story in a comic book? And they're going, no, sir, no, sir. A graphic novel, kids will <laughs> read this, you know, whatever. And um, so it took them about three years to talk him into it. And so with the first one, uh, March, um, came out. And it was great success. And there's two more volumes after that. Uh, but it took Yay. so long. You know, to, for that for Andrew to get John to realize, look, this is how you're going to reach people. It's not minimizing your story. It's not making uh, less of the value of your story. It's just using a new way that reaches people. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. People love comics. Kids love comics, and adults love comics. And there, I don't think that there is. Uh, I think the more ways that folks can access information, the better. Like, I don't think having a comic form of this explanation reduces the importance of it existing in, like, a written way or a a YouTube video or something. Like, everyone everyone understands and looks for information in different types of media, and I'm happy to help, like, spread that around in the way that I can with comics. Right. I think the, the the comic form, at least for this, it makes it it makes it uh, more easily digestible. Um, I think it also helps build empathy with the characters because you can like see the facial expressions. Um, we live in a much more visual culture. But I think one thing that's really important to point out though is that um, this book and I think some other books like this are, are entry points for people um, and are supposed to kind of pique people's interest that then they move on and then read the more academic works. Um, you know, this is really uh, just supposed to be like a basic, uh-huh. a basic touch point that hopefully um, people feel ob- or feel uh, inclined to to do more research on their own. And we we really try to yeah. to, to hit that point in the book, like a friendly and welcoming gateway. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Go that's, ahead, Kristen. Nice did you have a question? Well, I don't have really a question. It's just I think it's awesome that, you know, especially when you're trying to communicate with people, you can't really, when you, when, it's kind of hard, like, how do you read, you can interpret words in certain ways. You can, like, it's, sometimes it's hard to read your friends, even though you know your friend very well. Okay, so here's the wording of this phrase that my, my friend texted me. But are they? Are, did they say that in a in a mean in a mad way? Did they say it in a happy way? Like you know, like you're sometimes words get confusing. So the graphic novel idea is perfect to really help with the communication of stuff. How to how to really like kind of digest it in a way where you can see someone's face and the way that their the characters are drawn um, and reacting to each other really help to. Um, 
to fortify what the message you want to come across because you can actually see them interacting, which is something that you can identify with it and you can also, it just makes more sense You and it's clearer than just having words on paper. Does that make sense? So I'm like, yeah, hey. Yeah. That's definitely so. When um, so then let's get to to get to the meat of the matter though is like when you meet someone. I say you're in a work environment, or um, I notice that people on Twitter sometimes in their description will put you know uh, he him her she uh, they them, and sometimes on um, other social media in their in the little thumbnail bio. But if you don't know someone. Do people tend to, if someone identifies they, them, do you, do they just usually tell you? Do they let you make a mistake and they go, well, you know, you can also call me they or where do we get our cues from? Sure. Um, you can't really assume or take any, like, social cues for someone's pronouns. That's, there isn't, like, a certain way of dressing. There isn't a certain way of presenting that is indicative of gender identity. Um, so that can be a little tricky for folks, but I think there's a couple different ways to like introduce pronouns into a conversation. And some folks are really proactive or feel comfortable enough to be like, I'm so-and-so, I use X pronouns. Um, otherwise, I think part of the what we try to hammer through the book is that the more you offer up your pronouns first. It's like a nice stepping stone for other people to be included in that conversation. So when you're like meeting someone new, if you're like, I'm so-and-so, I use these, you know, as pronouns, what about y'all? And then um, it kind of like opens up that introduction into introducing pronouns. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, 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 no. You, you please. I was just going to say, and then for like workplaces um, where you're meeting probably a lot of different people or you're corresponding to like the internet, having your pronouns at the end of your signature is really great. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like if you're on Twitter, including your pronouns like in your bio is awesome. Um, and just having like for I think for non-binary people, seeing that someone has their own pronouns listed means that they're open to having a conversation about it. Now, let me ask you this: As you know, you can probably tell uh, Archie and uh, Tristan. You can probably tell by my accent that I'm a Southerner. Yes. Yeah. No. So, does that, yeah, really. So, does that mean that y'all can become more acceptable and popular, and people like make less fun of us if they can say, "Oh, well, they're they them y'all pronoun." Yeah, I think. I mean, I think so. I, I think it is completely gender neutral. I think. Uh, well, Tris and I both come from working in the service industry, and that can be really tricky to like greet or meet like a bunch of people and not be and not use gendered language like okay you guys come over here or or or, um what would you girls like to eat or something like that and so 
I think just in the service industry, it's become sort of second nature to replace groups of people with, like, y'all, um, even though I'm not from the South and from Alaska, like the opposite. But it's just, like, another gender-neutral term. I mean, I'm, I, and I grew up on the, the, in Iowa and the, the southern border, so, you know, we were as close to Missouri, so I had, I had some people in my life use the y'all and some people did not. Um, I use it now um, for the reason that it is, it is gender neutral. It's also great, like just in general, it, it's great, and I think it's definitely <laughs> that uh, the southerners have gotten right. I love it. It's usually right. said in a friendly way. I hope it comes across that way. <laughs> yeah, 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 y'all come I, on I over here. Yeah, y'all want to go out tonight. Um, Just to learn a little bit about each of you uh, before we go, and if they throw me out of here, uh, Kristen, I'll I'll leave it to you to tell people, ask, you know, for um, their social media. And by the way, uh, for anybody listening, if you have a question and want to call in and talk to uh, Archie and Tristan, you could just call 646-716-9922 right now. Toll-free number in the continental U.S., according to Blog Talk Radio. And I will be sharing all of their social media as well um, on my social media. And if you would repeat the title of your book for them, please. Yeah, a quick and easy guide to they, them pronouns. All right, and we'll be sharing that on all, all of my social media for Madam Perry and for Jennifer Perry. Um, so, second, just a little bit about you guys. Um, now, I know, Tristan, you have, I believe, a blog with a name that I just adore. It's called A Dish Served Cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a... Uh, oh, my God, you got to talk about that. That was a piece that was uh, I did with uh, with the moth um, for for NPR, um, and uh, it was great. Um, I mean, it, it's it's super fun. Um, I did that a couple of years ago, and I ended up um, doing some work with them, traveling and performing at multiple locations, um, which was a lot of fun. Awesome. But, well, what was it about? Oh, I'll bet. So, um, a dish of cold was a. It was a, I mean, it was a real story of something that happened to me that when I was working. Um, I just moved to St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis, and the things weren't really going that great. And somebody stole my my uh, credit card information, and they took all my money um, at a point where I was about to go on, on spring break and go home and see my family. So I wasn't able to, to leave, and so I had a week of nothing. And so I went a little crazy, and I tracked them down. <gasps> And the, the main point, without giving away a spoiler, is um, can I give oh, away man. how much, how many dominoes you want? <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of dominoes bucks out of it. Yeah, <laughs> it ended up being someone that, that worked at uh, at a Domino's restaurant, um, and then Domino's actually the you know the king of Domino's, the king of Domino's, um, called me in and apologized, and they sent me a very nice. Care package with, with <laughs> a lot of Domino's bucks. Wow! But, uh, Whoa. All right, <laughs> that's cool. I got. It. I, listen, you guys. I'm going to have to beg you to come back sometime because I want to hear more about stuff like traveling with the um, NPR and, and the moth too. And also, uh, Archie, you're uh, yeah. you're a queer com- uh, comic 
writer. Uh, your work is yeah. in all kind of anthologies and easings. Okay. All right. Um, you tell us about. Um, I've got to go sign out, and I will be back okay. in, in just a moment. And uh, Kristen's okay. going to take over the, this interview from here. But I want to know about who sure. the grease bats are. Okay, the grease bats. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm a cartoonist um, and a little bit of a writer. I draw monthly comics for a queer feminist website called Autostraddle, um, and those comics have been published monthly for the past five years. And as of a couple months ago, they are now collected into a graphic novel that'll be out in the fall with Boom Studios. And that's called Grease Bat. Really, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's fictional. It's fun. It's kind of like uh, by us for us, sort of a slice of life of being like a queer twenty-something um, as. The blo- as it as the blurb says, surviving late capitalism. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I've had a drawn for like everyday feminism and the nib, and I'm really avid and and really interested in like self publishing. So I draw my own mini comics and my own zines, um, and I'll be at the <laughs> LA Zine Fair in a little bit, and then take the Chicago Alternative Comic Expo in Chicago uh, later this awesome. summer. That is so cool. That's basically that's me. Yeah. So are you doing that full time now? Is that is that is that what's going on? Like, are you? That's a great question. Are you guys? It is incredibly hard to be a full time cartoonist and have a living wage without parental or familiar help. So no, it is not my full time job. I work. Um, I work as a sex educator during the day. And then I draw comics at night. Oh, how awesome! So you, yeah. so you have, so that's great because you can use that uh, the experience of life stuff to yeah. uh, to add to your comics and and find little. Right. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that I'll ever be a like a full time cartoonist. Um, okay. Because I like to have my hands in like multiple things. I like to be doing a lot of different things at the same time. Like what? Well, like like before I was this uh, before I was working as a sex educator, I was a server, and um, I think I got to meet a lot of people, and I got to meet a lot of people that were also in the service industry, um, and that told that like definitely affected my personal life and like who I um, hung out with, and then that was reflected in my comics. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the awesome. challenges. Of- Oh, when, What's that? when you're when you're writing or or, or you're making, I think it's one of the challenges of when you're you're writing or you're making comics is if that's all you do, then that's all you have to to write about. I, I think for us anyway. Yeah. And I think that yeah. we have both spent a lot of our lives um, working a lot of jobs, a lot of different jobs, yeah. a lot of entry level jobs um, to kind of make ends meet. A lot of jobs at the same time. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that that. I think as we've both gotten older, that um, that's just kind of become who we who we are. It's like you're always you're always looking for new work. Um, you're always you're always growing, and, and I think that um, instead of having just one thing that you do, it works better for for both of us to have a lot of different things going on. Yeah. 
I don't know anyone in my friend group who really just has, like, one job. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. I think that's also, it also just because we both kind of come from more service industry background. Yeah. Everyone's well, got a, a bunch of different stuff going on. Yeah. Sorry, what'd you say? Well, that's just practical. It's a practical yeah, I mean, thing. You just you got you got to do what you got to do. You know. I mean, especially it's just. I mean, we won't go. We won't veer too off, too far <laughs> off topic in the, the state of the world. But, but having a lot of different jobs uh, is kind of just a requirement for for financial safety in the long run as well. Is being able to do yep. multiple things. Um, Right. Have multiple skill sets that can be applied um, in any type of short-term or long-term work to, to make ends meet, depending on how things fluctuate. I don't think Tristan or I really come from a place of uh, any sort of, like, job security. No. <laughs> Being able to be, yeah. okay, if this falls through, I've got this, and if this falls through, I can do this, and if this falls through, i got this and this outlet. But I think, that, but I think you're saying that, that that is our job security. Our job yeah, security yeah. is understanding Why? that we can adapt and we can work any sort of any sort of different. We can we we know what our abilities are and we can apply them to mm-hmm. to make enough money to get by. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, it probably makes it flexible <laughs> enough to to uh, to learn um, to be a quick learner, to be a quick observer, mm-hmm. and thus use all that information and to uh, then write these awesome graphic books i hope you guys keep on yeah. doing that because this one's adorable it was so great it was um and i think that there's a lot of like like what 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 would you say like would you would you say that um you go by him her or do you do you also apply that to your life oh i'm gonna i don't certain, think it would be um i don't think i'd be able to write this book if i didn't have like lived experience i use they them tristan i use he him yes. yeah yeah and so that's kind of like yeah. also part of why we work together is one, we made the zine, the short version, years and years ago together yeah. when um, I came out as genderqueer and came out as using they, them pronouns because it got really tiresome to use or to like explain my pronouns over and over and over again. And Tristan had come from the place of like not knowing what this was and then kind of and understanding it so we used like my lived experience and then Tristan's experience of like working through it and like um, and learning to create the zine or to create this comic together. Yeah, because you guys have been longtime friends, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been probably ten, eight, ten years. Eight, uh, I think there. nine years. Nine well, years. Your dog nine years ago. Yeah. So, um, I think ten years ten of friendship. Years, yeah. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> It just it just makes us uh, just I just feel old. I feel young. Yeah. But <laughs> that has never changed in ten years. You're not um, old, you're seasoned. Yeah. Um You're well yeah, seasoned. I, I think that was one of the things that we had to really talk through when we were, we were writing the book is, is I think one of the things that I struggle with is that this is not this is not my story to tell. Um, okay. And so I, I wasn't really sure. Like Archie asked me to be a part of it, and I wasn't really sure um, what I was going to be able to contribute. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, I think that's one of the things that I really like how what turned out in the book is I, I feel like I was able to contribute my my experience, but not in a way that 
overshadow like my my personal experience is is so much less important than Archie's lived experience um and I think that okay. was one of the things that yeah. that we we really struggled to, to or that I really struggled to balance yeah of like this this book is not about me it's not about my journey with with these pronouns it's about kind of like our friendship and and how that how we moved through that yeah yeah and also like if I wanted to write like a quick and easy guide to like they them pronouns that was like by and for non-binary folks, I would. But I have been, I have slowly like kind of lost touch and connection with like um, cisgender folks who are struggling. And I don't have that perspective. I don't, or like well enough that I would be able to like articulate and write on it of like how hard it can be if you're not used to it and how hard it is to change your language. Um, yeah, and Tristan does. I don't know if, if, if hard is the right word. Sure. But, um, it's sometimes it feels like it, like it's it's a little bit of a a minefield if you don't know what you're what kind of like you you know you want to do the best you can um, and you want to be supportive. Right. Um, but there's no there's no set of guidelines of like do this this and this and then you are supportive. Um, you kind of have to feel it out, um, and 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 especially if you don't have the experience of being friends or mm-hmm. or know someone who yes. uses those pronouns, it can be really difficult because you're going to get conflicting information from all over the place. And our our book is 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 no no exception to that. But I think that one of the things that we we really try to get across is that we, um don't be scared to make mistakes. Yeah. Um. Always try and be kind. And you yeah. know. If someone tells you something, then you need to listen to them. Someone says, "Oh, I, I like things this way," or "I like things said this way." Your job is not to question that. Your job is to adapt your language to make them feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. One of the yeah. examples that we use, yeah, one of the examples we use in the book is like, if your friend Robert is like, "Call me Bob," no one thinks anything of it. People are like, "Oh, yeah, Bob," yeah. and then they just like go on, you know, or they just like do it. And, like, um, having someone be like, oh, I use they, them pronouns, shouldn't, it is, like, a little bit harder, especially for folks who aren't used to, like, using language that way. But it is something that you can, like, adapt and change and doesn't necessarily mean you need to, like, question them or um, doubt them. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it definitely can be awkward, especially to lead with your pronouns um, in a, a group of people that that you know you you may not know, um, and so you may not yeah. know like kind of what that reaction is. Um, but I think that that's that's what we really wanted to to get across. Like that's part yeah. of what being an ally is 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 putting yourself into those uncomfortable uncomfortable situations, situations. Um, so that other so that other people don't have to. So are you talking about and, like an uncomfortable situation, like? Are you talking about, like, say you're going to, uh, you want to make friends with somebody, but you're not quite sure, like, do I, you know, um, do I say, you know, because, like, if the person, like, for example, maybe uh, has more of an androgynous look, and you're not quite sure, and it's like, you know, I I just want to, you know, do, and I don't know, like, how would you say something other than, like, in a public venue? such as, you know, a, a service position, like, okay, there's, there's four people here, um, let's mm-hmm. give them 
but I had a table. Um, so, right. What, what can, can you give me an example of, of what you have experienced that, like, that right. has been awkward? Right. I think it depends a little bit on the situation. The one, even if someone's like addressed androgynously or not, um, doesn't yeah. isn't indicative of pronouns. So someone could be dressed in like a suit and tie and use they them pronouns, or a dress and use they them pronouns. Um, and so uh-huh. that's something that we try and kind of like hammer to the books is that you can't assume and you're not really doing. Um, you have you have to basically ask everyone, and it does get easier. Yeah. Um, you're in a service industry position. You don't have to ask your table, you know, or your server yeah. what pronouns. You could just kind of work your language around to avoid it. Um, and I think the well, I guess what I'm talking about with more on uncomfortable situations would be like going into a new workplace um, or a position yeah. that that is like very heteronormative and introducing yourself with your pronouns and the reaction you get okay. will probably not be other people using offering up their pronouns <laughs> it will probably be confusion but what what you are doing then is is establishing a tone of how you think that people should be addressed um and okay. then that way when someone that when someone comes in that does use gender neutral pronouns that some of that ground has been covered already um and, and I think that's that's the part that is. I think what, what happens is a lot yeah. of people are looking for like for really easy answers to not have awkward situations with people, um, and that's unfortunately just not really possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just it's it's an it is just an awkward thing. Um, yeah. There's not really a good way around it. Right. Um, there's no like one right thing that you can say that you can introduce. Um, you you can't assume, um, but I found that like what what works for me is to whenever I meet someone new is to introduce myself and immediately follow up with my pronouns. Yeah, and I would say that I mean depending on my situation, I've been met with people, you know, giving me weird looks or being confused or <laughs> like, you know, and that's yeah. that's. But I think that that's that's the position that's the position that you have to put yourself in. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to. Yeah. You, yeah. That, that's how you, you know, how you can help is by, by forcing those conversations. Yeah. And, you know, in my workplace, it's a little bit different because I'm in a position of, of management. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people aren't usually going to, you know, it, my opinion comes with some gravitas. Whereas, like, moving into yeah. a position where you are in a, like lower on the totem pole, um, that's the kind of that's work. Hard. That, that's hard. And that's, it's understandable. Um, but, like, that's the kind of work that we're really hoping that, but that I'm really hoping that like people that want to be cis allies can can do. Yeah. So like if you were going to introduce yourself to me, mm-hmm. and you were going to kind of you know, uh, like how how would you do that? Like hi hi, uh, you're Tristan, right? Yeah, I was like, uh, like yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Tristan. Tristan. I use, I was like you know hi, Go I'm ahead. Tristan. Sorry. I use he him pronouns, and then like. Depending on the situation, um, sometimes when you when you put your pronouns forward, um, it, it yeah. invites the other person to put theirs yeah. back. Mm-hmm. But if sometimes if people don't know what you're talking about, they may not, you may not get anything in response to that, um, or or yeah. you, you know just a name. Um, but once again, yeah. it's like I, I can't give like a 
it's going to 100% depend on the situation. You know, at, yes. at that point, depending on, like, the level of confusion, um, <laughs> um, I might follow up with, like, asking them what, what pronouns they use, um, or, or I might not. Um, it's just yeah. 100% going to depend on the situation. Um, but if I okay. don't ask in that moment, I will try to not use any gendered pronouns about them until I yeah. figure out what, what pronouns they prefer. If I don't okay. know someone's pronouns, yeah. yeah. If I don't know someone's pronouns and we're already mid conversation, um, then sometimes I'll just be like mid sentence. We'll be like blah blah blah, and oh hey, what pronouns do you use? And then they'll be like, eh. and then I can continue the conversation so it doesn't make this like abrupt stop. But um, yeah, with anything, with with anything, it it gets easier. The more you do it, it will be awkward. And there will always be times when it's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's so new. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, 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 I don't know if it's necessarily, like, no, I don't know if it's necessarily new. I think gender neutral pronouns have existed for a while in a bunch of different forms. I think it is yeah. a little bit newer where – workplaces are starting to um, respect these pronouns as well as like, yeah. places for fun. And, like, it's starting also to um, spread around because, of because again, of, like, I think social media that folks who are like, oh, I think I feel non-binary can quickly look up, like, a YouTube video and be like, yep, that's me. And then um, and are starting to use, like, non-binary language and, and gender-neutral pronouns at a younger age. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I would say, like, when I was uh, when I was growing up, it was very much like, you know, him or her, like, that was just, that was it. That was yes. the only thing, options. And so to to have any other options, it's like, wait, what, what? What's happening here? Right. <laughs> you know, and really? That's really, okay, wait a minute. That makes sense. You know, and then it's like, yeah. you know, why am I so focused on the gender? Why am I, you know, what is, what is that? And it, and um, then you become more focused on the person. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and I think it's like one thing to know, and I think we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, is that like language is like kind of wild. And so um, what, gender queer or non-binary means to one person might mean something very different to another person, um, which is why I think yeah. in our book we emphasize, like, it doesn't matter why someone wants to use they, them pronouns, just that they do. Yeah. Well, I just wanted um, to, to uh, add also that um, Madam Perry wanted me to tell all mm-hmm. the listeners that to go out and um, check this book out on Amazon. As um, as Archie yeah. mentioned earlier, you guys really wanted to keep the price low. So a lot of places, like it's like eight dollars, you know. And it's a really yeah. great book, really great reference source for you know maybe your workplace where some older yeah. people could be having kind of a more difficult time wrapping their brain around it. So you know it's a good investment for everybody. And um, and also that Madame Perry Salon is the podcast that loves them. 
That's what she wanted oh, me to oh. say. Yeah. And, um, That's very sweet. Yeah. So what else of the um, um, because that's what that's what I also mean by um, new, like because you say that uh, that the the these pronouns really ha- you're right it hasn't it has been around for a while for people who are savvy for people who are mm-hmm. um, who come who are I would say probably more um, kind of go into a cosmopolitan. Um, atmosphere, a more diverse atmosphere, who are, who are used to a lot of different kinds of people. And so when you're around a lot of more homogenous, you know, kinds of people kind of thinking and that kind of stuff, this is such a great introduction book and something that can gently explain mm-hmm. a little bit more and make it less scary because new yeah it's always scary always right. scary yeah so and i think it's, really it's like book. yeah and it's i think it's interesting because like you might be at a workplace right now and be like no one uses these pronouns there's no reason for us to like start doing this but like there's a lot of folks who at work aren't out as non-binary yeah. um because our workplace isn't like safe so i feel like if you are in that kind of situation um, and you feel comfortable doing so, doing some of that advocacy can help someone who might already be at your position um, to, like, come out eventually. Or it's just, like, a matter of time before places, all places, you know, start to have folks who use all sorts of pronouns and identify all yeah. sorts of ways. And, and also to uh, open up a little bit about, you know, like who who you are as a person. Um, yeah. 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 I can totally I mean, see like, that. Like, yeah, go ahead. Anytime, like, a, yo, sorry, anytime a cisgender person has a conversation to another cisgender pro- person to help explain pronouns and identities, et cetera, et cetera, um, is one less conversation a non-binary person has to have with a cisgender yeah. person who's closest. I would also, yes. I, I also okay. do want to, I do want to follow up and say that like that, that advocacy is super important. But the flip side of that advocacy uh, of being that ally is making sure that you you listen oh, yeah. to uh, <laughs> to non-binary people uh-huh. um, and listen to what what they're saying and what they're what they're asking of you. Um, you don't want to to over kind of you don't want to over advocate and you don't want to talk over them and like and. So, you know, yes. you should be there to have those conversations. But when someone else with that lived experience comes in, you want to make sure that they're given the platform um, so that they can they can tell their, their right. story like, and that you aren't, aren't talking over them. Right. For example, if, like, Tristan and I are out, I'm like, I don't really want to tell people my pronouns right now. Can you just correct people if they fuck up? Oh, I can I, it's fine. Yeah. And um, other times I'm like, this is a space I feel comfortable in. I don't need you to say anything. I can talk for myself. Yeah. Or like, so like, I don't, for like, in the comic uh, examples, like, I don't feel comfortable correcting your mom. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, she was and, actually and it's very not mad at me. She did not know that issue. I was getting in there, in the book, and she was mad that I threw her under the bus. Oh, my God, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, no. In the book either. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You could use me as an example, too, if you want, and in the future book. <laughs> because, yes. <laughs> for example... Uh, for example, I actually did not know about cis, uh, cisgendered. And I was, so yeah. until I looked it up, and I oh, that's what that is. So can you explain that a little yeah. bit for those who maybe don't know yet? Yeah. We um, just had a second printing of the book come out. And so now in all the books that are printed now, um, there's a really nice, concise definition in the back that's really easy for folks to get to. Because it is a confusing term if you're not used to it, you know? Yeah. Well, I never heard of it until today. Honest to God. Isn't that funny? I mean, you've never. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, we can. Um, yeah. Let me find it real fast. Because I'll just read you what we have in the book because it's perfect. Sure, sure. But naturally, I don't have a copy of the book with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, you can also just. Yeah. Uh... So I. Uh, yeah. So basically, like, um, for like cisgender is like cis, cis, or cisgender is yes. a term used for folks whose gender identity matches the sex they were assigned at birth. So if you yes. agree with whatever is on your birth certificate, you're probably cisgender. Okay. So I could be a cisgender uh, queer. I could be a cisgender yes. heterosexual. Correct. Cool. Yes. You could be a, like a cisgender man, a cisgender woman. I could be a cisgender then. Mm. Correct? Maybe not. I don't think so. I think most people who use they, them pronouns don't identify as cisgender, although I do know some folks or I have met people in my life who identify as cisgender, but they'll they use, like, they'll be like, oh, I use she, her, or they, them. But I think for okay. them, sometimes that's part of advocacy. Sometimes for them, it's part of, like, figuring out gender stuff, and, like, they're kind of, like, in the middle. And sometimes it's, like, I don't really care. Yeah. We don't want to Because I like them. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in like the end, that. like, their reasons don't really matter to us. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever they want. It's fine with us. Okay. Okay. So it's, um, it's more of a matter of what they're, what they're comfortable communicating to you. Yes. Cool. So you were working on another graphic novel? Um, I have a graphic novel, as I kind of mentioned earlier, Grease Bat, that's coming out with uh, Boom Studios in the fall. So yes. I'm pretty pumped about that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but otherwise, I'm right now just like, like low-key pitching, low-key writing, Doing stuff on the okay. side. All right. Yeah. I don't really have and anything Kristen? to plug. I'm always kind of writing stuff on the side, but nothing that's uh, nothing that I can talk about yet. Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. 
Well, I'm, I'm sure, I hope that you guys will collaborate again because it, it is delightful listening to both of you because I think I like that uh, Archie is uh, buoyant. I like how you are, are very, like, ha- you seem to have such a great sense of humor and and then um, uh, and bring such a great levity to, you know, and, and, and a subject that people find just a little awkward, you know, they find it a little like, and that could, that could be tense. And so that's such a great, a great, um, great attitude. And then uh, Tristan, how, how you're like, okay, here's how the matter of fact stuff, you know, <laughs> and that combination. <laughs> See? <laughs> so I would love, I, I love, that's how I think this really works is that kind of the both working together to, um, you know, to, to make it something of a informative and also entertaining and um, not making, you know, just trying to communicate, being sensitive to other people's yeah. feelings. Yeah. We've been blown yeah. away by the reception. Uh, yes. It's, it's been very, very amazing and very humbling to see how this book has resonated with people. Um, and, yeah. We, yeah. you know, we receive a lot of really very, very sweet stories of people using, you know, Yep. You want I mean, Aww. you get more of them. I do. Yeah, so many messages from folks on behalf of their parents who are like, "Oh, I left this on the coffee table when my mom came over, and then I didn't know that she sat and read it, and then she did, and now she's starting to try and use these pronouns, and before, like, she wasn't." There's a lot of messages like that. Oh my god. Um, and then yeah, uh, every once in a while, a message from like a, a parent or a teacher. Um, which is like I didn't have any idea what was happening when I first heard they them pronouns. I ignored it, and now I have like a yeah. beginning of a grasp. And those are like it's encouraging, like that very humbling, and really awesome to hear. Well, that's that's one that's nice. Hey, this is this is Madam Perry back in the room again. Hi, and I've just been listening for the past fifteen or twenty minutes after I signed out and got oh, back wow. on. So, Okay, you you guys are doing so good. I'm just going to sit and enjoy listening to this myself. But I just want to say, Kristen, thank you so much for um, handling the show tonight. Uh, Tristan and Archie, you guys are fantastic. I do hope. You're both so fascinating. Uh, And I'm so glad your book is doing well, Uh, Quick and Easy Guide to Days and Pronouns. but you guys have such a great body of work, each of you, and it's only growing. Um, I yeah. would be honored if you would both come back sometime to Madame Perry Salon. Yes, yes we'd love to. Yeah. Okay. Yay. And, of course, Kristen, too. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Yay. well, I just want to thank you so much, and uh, this has been great, and um your book, I just wish you all the success in the world. And, again, I'll be sharing information about it everywhere. And I kind of get the feeling that Kristen's going to go ahead and do it anyway, even though I didn't ask her. Uh, but we'll be sharing information <laughs> with our friends on social media. And yeah, just fantastic. all the best to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. You are so welcome. And thank Melissa for me for being so patient setting this up. You know, Fiona is over here. We just got through with our long shoot today. And, uh, She's exhausted. Um, sure. She says she's show business not for her. It's just too much, you know, waiting and walking. <laughs> um, and so thanks to everybody that, that listens to Madam Perry Salon and subscribes. And um, and I think, I think, Kristen, 
that somehow yes. I seem to have the fortune uh, to get the most fascinating people on this show. Oh, well, because you know, you. recently we had Brandy Stillwell, who writes for DC Comics, and Warner about her new comic book, uh, Sasquatch Detective. She's fantastic. And we had, uh, was it David Stives, who creates models and props for uh, Star Wars and for Star Trek, and uh, Neil Gar, who will take you on a vacation where you get to travel amongst extraterrestrials. So I think I'm the luckiest girl in the world. And you guys all make that true. So thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody for listening. Go out and buy the book and be good to each other. And I think this is our... Thank you. Our good night to everybody. Thanks. Good night. Have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Hi, babe. Are you saying good night? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I hit end episode, and what does that mean? It just gives me these, it keeps putting these uh, things up back up here. These other tabs. Open, keeps opening up tabs. Where does it say log out? Hey, baby, you're welcome. Okay. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.